This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Garrett. Our special guest this week has been Daniel Mulhall, who is he, the Irish ambassador of the United States. So, Mr. Ambassador, we play kind of a game here on The Takeout Outtake Especial on Tuesdays. Uh, we ask three threshold questions of each and every one of our guests, and they go as follows. You can take them in any order you prefer. Uh, the most influential book in your life, uh, your all-time favorite movie or one of your favorite movies, and if you're on a long flight, maybe back to Ireland, or a long drive about around somewhere in the United States, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to now, listen to? I, I, um, I discovered something about myself recently uh, driving around America and listening to um, satellite radio. Yes, uh, I discovered that I really like yacht rock. I didn't even know there was yacht rock. It was a, <laughs> it was a complete surprise to me. Yes. I just I saw it coming up on the screen. I said, "Oh, I'll have a see, listen to what it is." And of course, it's yacht rock. Y- yacht rock. Yeah. Yes, and there are yacht Y-A-C-H-T. rock stations. Y-A-C-H-T. Yes, yacht rock. Yeah, Y S C H T. And there are yacht rock stations uh, on all of the um, the platforms. I think. And it's basically Steely Dan. That's right. And Michael awesome. Mcdonald and yes. the Doobie Brothers, Doobie Brothers yes. and Chicago and so on. You so can't go wrong of, with Steely Dan, kind of music and You and, cannot and, go wrong. And, and, and what I remember is that when I came to America first in 1974, I had a little pocket radio which I carried with me. We with all little, did. With a little headphone. We all did because that was the way you did it. And the thing that was really excited about coming to America was FM radio. Yes. Because in those days in Ireland, we had one station and right. it played about an hour of pop music a week right? mm-hmm. so we were starved for pop music and we loved it uh, so I remember listening endlessly and, and that year was the year when Ricky Don't Lose That Number mm-hmm. was a big hit or Steely Dan <coughs> and I remember I listened to it I could still sing it but I won't because it would definitely <laughs> close down your station <coughs> so that's my my musical choice of course also I mean, I, I mean, I, I grew up loving the Beatles and Bob Dylan, and I still, in particular, I, I, I still love Bob Dylan's work. I mean, I, I have all of his stuff. Impossible I play not it, to. I play it all the time, and it's kind of, it's kind of the soundtrack of my life in a way because I've kind of followed him. I mean, I, I've only seen him a few times, but I, I'm not one for you know being obsessive and going to every concert. But I do, if, if ever he's around, I would go and see him, and, and uh, I also like listening to his music. So that's that. That's the um, book. That's the book. Now, um, I, I, I mean, I, I think. The, the you know the film will surprise you because it surprises everyone, and it it surprises me as well. But for 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 a particular reason, I I, I mean I love the Indiana Jones series. Ah, very good. I just think it's it's magnificent because it's kind of you know it's it's got mystery and it's got adventure, sort of tremendous adventure, adventure, and all the people in it. They don't make movies like they used to. Is that right? <laughs> yes, thank you, Mr. President. What a thank difference! You. Thank you, thank you. So, but 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 uh, but I do remember. I, I, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in particular, um, my first ever drive-in. It was actually in Australia, 
believe it or not, it was in Australia in the whatever. It was just shortly after it came out, and I went to a drive-in cinema in Australia and watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was just fascinated by the whole thing. And I've been a been a fan of that series ever since. But Do you think uh, they hold up uh, the sequels? Well, I think the last one one did. Yes. You know, you know, I mean, the one, the two in the middle, I didn't, I wasn't, wasn't wild about, but, but certainly the last one is, I think, is magnificent. No doubt. It's, it's one, it's one of the great movies, I think, of its genre. So um, we got music and film, uh, book, most influential book. In your well, life. I mean, um, I'd have to say James Joyce's Ulysses because yes. I have been. <laughs> um, I mean, believe it or not, again, I first bought it in the United States yeah. in Kansas City in 1974 and read the first few chapters and then dropped it. it took me years As most people did. It took me years to go back to it. Now I'm actually, I'm actually doing a blog. And about I'm it? doing it chapter by chapter. And well, I've my aim is to, I've got to get on that. Yeah, it's on my... You can find it on my Twitter account, at Dan Mulhall. And um, the blog is an effort to... I'm not the ultimate Joyce expert. I can't say that. But I am someone who's spent 40 years traveling around the world talking about Irish literature and history. Yes. And therefore, I have a certain kind of... Uh, ex- track record of explaining Ulysses and Joyce to people from other parts of the world. So I feel that that's maybe something that I should um, pr- pursue. So my aim is to to finish the blog by sometime next year and then to publish it as a book in 2021 Fantastic. in advance of the centenary, centenary of the novel's publication. It was published in February 1922. So I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to have a book and ready on you. I often urge the audience to do this, and I'm going to do this uh, with this topic. Uh, go read a little bit about this book. Uh, it was controversial at its time. It was banned uh, in parts of the United States, all the United States for a period of time. All the United States until 1932. Yes. The uh, first 10 years was banned. And uh, the most avid listeners of and viewers of this program will remember a mention I made of Ulysses. Uh, I made a project of reading it. Uh, it took me six months to read it. And I've said this before, Mr. Ambassador, I'd like your evaluation. It's either the greatest piece of literature in human history or the greatest practical joke in literature in human history. I think it's both, actually. I, I, think, it, I think it is a great, it's one of the great pieces of literature, certainly. But there is a kind of a, there is a, kind of a humor running through it. And, 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 and a is, kind of wagging of a finger at yes, literary conventions. Yes, yes, he is. Intentionally. Yes, yes he is. Belligerently. He, he is taking us to task and he is having fun at our expense. And, and um, I mean, the chapter I particularly like is the Cyclops chapter where he, he depicts a one-eyed Irish nationalist. Now, I mean, I, I am an Irish nationalist, obviously. I wouldn't be working for the Irish government if I wasn't. But I still appreciate the way he pokes fun at a certain strain of nationalism that was there in the early 20th century and might be mm. recurring again in certain parts of the world. I fear, um, and it's a brilliant, um, you know, put down of this sort of um, narrow, narrowly focused view of the world. And I think Joyce is a great pluralist. I mean, he essentially the book is an argument in favor of tolerance and pluralism. Otherwise, why would he have chosen for his three main characters? A man with a Greek name, Stephen yes. Dedalus, a woman born in Gibraltar, and a, and a Hungarian Jew yes. in Leopold Bloom. So he purposely chose outsiders. And that's because if you look at the last three words of the book, most people think it's, yes, I will. I will, yes. It's not. The last three words are Paris, Zurich, Trieste. It means he was making the point that he wrote that book in three European cities, and he wrote it between 1916 and 1921. In other words, during and after 
the First World War. At yes. that time, the greatest conflict, the, the most violent and bloodiest conflict in world history. And I think... And the one that provoked the most profound sense of what is civilization, what is humanity. And provoked a total transformation in the way we look at literature and, you know... And try to, and try to reconcile ourselves to barbarism, to modern yeah, barbarism. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, I think uh, Joyce's... I mean, when he says, for example, um, he, he, one of the characters asks Bloom, what is your nation, Mr. Bloom? And Bloom says... Ireland, I was born here, Ireland. In other words, you don't have to be seed-breeding generation going back a thousand years into the soil of a country. If you're born in the country, or I think if, if you move to that country, you can be part of that country. And that was Joyce's view because, of course, he was an exile from Ireland. He spent all of his life around Europe. So that's why I really value um, Joyce's work. I also, of course, am a, an enthusiast for Irish poetry. Yes, I'm and sure. And you may know that uh, my Twitter account, uh, at Dan Hall, I tweet a daily Irish poetry quote. Yes. And I get great feedback on this, and it's proven to me that Twitter is not just made up of people who are angry and want, no. to be, um, want to be venomous. There are a lot of people out there who are living lives of quiet satisfaction, mm -hmm. and they're enjoying their lives, and they're enjoying taking, sending photographs of their dog or their morning walk on, on Twitter. And that's a, that's, a, that's a valid way of using Twitter, just as much as and engaging in political uh, conflict. Few uh, things will enhance your life more than a daily bit of Irish poetry. Well, I try. I've been doing it for five years now, and I get great feedback. And uh, and you'll never run out. No, I mean I have I have <laughs> a full library of. In fact, uh, tonight I'm uh, uh, this week I'm launching um, Seamus Heaney's um, his last collection, which is a hundred poems chosen by his um, his family, their favorite poems. One of the great been, Irish poets. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I'm, most Americans might not know that name, or they may have some dim understanding of it. One of the great modern yeah, Irish. Yeah, and poets. I mean I I'll, I'll be reading a poem called called the Cure Troy where he says, uh, he says um, they say don't hope this side of the grave, but every now and then a well of hope springs up and hope and history rhymes. Right. This idea of hope and history rhyming, that's a very powerful idea. And actually, um, it's one that I'll be looking forward to reading that poem this evening to my uh, guests at the embassy. So I want you to tell me what these five Irish phrases mean. Okay, I'm going to run these by you. Story. Story. Arden produced these for me. Is that, that how you doing? Story? No, no, not not familiar with that. I'm sorry. Well done, Arden. Okay, is, is, strike is, is, one. That's, that's S T O R Y. Yeah, Arden. Negatory. A uh, gobshite. A gobshite is okay. Good, um, Arden. You got one. All right. Okay. Uh, good. I, I, I mean, a, a gobshite Jesus. is an unpleasant person, an unpleasant person that you would dismiss. Uh, you know, with a, with a with, you know, by referring. So to Arden right way. now would be a borderline gobshite. <laughs> no, I've never. I'd never say that. <laughs> Next one, the jacks. Uh, that is a, an Irish, uh, Hibernian Irish, Hibernian English phrase for, for the restroom, as you'd call it in America. <laughs> the loo, as the Brits would say. Arsewise. I think I know what that means, but I want you to tell me. Uh, back to front. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can grapple with that. Donkey's years. Not ears. Donkey's years. Many, many years. Okay. In other words... If I said you were donkeys years old, you wouldn't You'd be, be correct. <laughs> you wouldn't be happy with Sadly me. Sadly correct. <laughs> All right. Arden, you blew it on the first one, but the other Story. four are just fine. Sailing pile of garbage. garbage. Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. Ambassador, it's been a great pleasure. Thanks You're so welcome. much for being a great sport. Thank you very much. Arden, go back to the books. We'll see you next week. <laughs> New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Farin, Katiana Krachenko, 
Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman, Eric Susanen, and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darce. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.